This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the 26th week of Ordinary Time. Bishop Brennan desires to share with us the joy of the gospel and the splendor of truth, and to encourage us to live and to share the gospel in our lives. Bishop Brennan, welcome. Thank you. Great to be with you in this beautiful month of October. Well, you never tire, do you? Because you're always out and about, and on Sunday you were celebrating and praying with uh, the faithful in the Diocese of Columbus on the Rosary Sunday. That's right. The, uh, the, we have a wonderful custom here of the, uh, of the family rosary in, on a Sunday afternoon in October, and um, this year was a little bit different, and, uh, and we celebrated the, uh, I guess it's the Sunday right after the Feast of the Holy Rosary, which is October 7th. We celebrated a little bit differently here this year. It was a smaller crowd than usual because of the social distancing, but I think it reached more people because of our efforts um, to broadcast it. And so, and we were able to advertise it that way so that more families, even if they couldn't be with us at the cathedral, could pray the rosary together at home and be joined to the church here in Columbus. It was on St. Gabriel Radio, but it was also streamed on the diocesan website uh, with video. Most of the things that are occurring at the cathedral, if uh, they are a diocesan-wide event, are being streamed in video. Is that correct? That's correct. That's, That's a big, big change. How has that uh, been um, handled by your team? Well, first of all, it's a lot of work for a lot of other people than for, than it is for <laughs> me, <laughs> I would have to say. But um, but the other thing is, uh, I it's it's a mixed a, a, a mixture of good and bad. Um, you know, it's different not having everybody right there gathered together in front of you. There's a sense of loss. I teased at the, uh, at the family rosary. I said, you know, to a certain extent, I'm tired of being virtual. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm working on being virtuous, but it's not, I'm tired <laughs> of being virtual. <laughs> and, and everyone nodded, at least everyone in the church nodded. I'm, I'm sure they nodded at home. But the flip side of that is that during this time of uh, of the pandemic, in these last six, uh, seven months now, we're going seven months, um, we've drawn closer to each other at home. And more people who would really find it hard to make the trip for various reasons, whether it be because of distance itself or just because of the time involved in in the getting back and forth with other commitments – more people are participating in a lot of our diocesan events because of, well, the St. Gabriel, you've always been there and you've been broadcasting and, uh, and the, uh, uh, and the uh, broadcasting online through the live stream. But we're more attentive to those broadcasts because we feel that sense of loss that we can't get together. So, so more and more people are being touched by these events um, simply because of the different uh, means of broadcast. And that uh, gives you an opportunity as a listener or a viewer uh, to have a little bit more quiet time. Perhaps instead of driving for that half an hour to and from the event, you might have that extra re- time for reflection. Of course, one of the things that, um, that we can do to fill that time is uh, noise of media outside of uh, our spiritual development. Is there any, any guidance on how we can deal with that better to be sure that we use this time wisely? Well, you know, 
October, we, we, we talk about the family rosary. There are three themes that I often turn to in October, the rosary, the missions, and respect life. And, you know, the rosary itself is a way of quieting us down. Um, last week, again, taking advantage of the our habits of using virtual media, um, the men's conference prays the rosary now every first Wednesday of the month, early in the morning, at 6.30 in the morning. And I had the chance to join them last week on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. It just happened that it was that day. Um, and one of the leaders spoke about the rosary as it's like holding our mother's hand as we're navigating our way through life. And and as I said at the uh, rosary gathering, and as we walk in the steps of Jesus, you know, we're holding our mother's hand, navigating our own lives, but walking in union with Jesus through the mysteries of his death, resurrection, his life, his re- death and resurrection. You know, um, it's a, the rosary is a great way of quieting us down. And um, one of the things we have to be careful of with the rosary is it's – and I fall into this. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you this. It's not a race to be run. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I don't mean the speed, but I mean it, the idea that like, like, get this in, get it done, and move on to the next thing. Actually, the rosary is a tool of meditation, of contemplation. It should be leading us deeper into prayer. It's not just an end in itself. It's a beautiful prayer, but it's really meant to draw us deeply into the mysteries of uh, the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. So, yeah, we pray it. And maybe we slow it down when we're praying. Actually, the best thing is it should slow us down. That's the better way of putting it, right? It should slow us down, whether it be just in the time that we take to pray the rosary or the few minutes after that it leads us into deeper prayer or contemplation, um, more than just getting through. Yeah. You know, talking about it slowing us down, that is uh, meditating and contemplating the life of Christ and the rosary, Uh, We have a special gift this week as the Universal Church celebrates and is going to be beatifying in Assisi um, a millennial 15-year-old Carlo Acutis. I'm not sure if our listeners have heard his story yet. I did not hear about it until just recently. It's a fascinating story. Um, He was beatified on Saturday in um, in, uh, Assisi. And it's a great story. I, I've already been calling on Blessed Carlo to help me. I spoke about him at the Family Rosary, and I had confirmation on Sunday morning. I have a feeling he's going to be finding his way into my confirmation messages. <laughs> so be forewarned, everyone. <laughs> Do your homework, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Isn't it something? The first millennial saint, the first saint of the new millennium. And it's funny, we talk about millennium, and we think, we think about young people, right? So the first saint of the new millennium um, is a young man, 15 years old, and um, I like to say he's, he's a saint not because he hid away and, and, um, and studied holy cards, but because he lived a normal childhood, teenage life filled with joy, but he loved Jesus and he brought joy to others. That's the key thing. He loved Jesus. He loved Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, when he was just a little, little guy, he was fascinated by the churches, and he would ask his parents, "Go, could we go inside? Could we look inside? And his 
interest actually awakened a, a, a sense of faith in his parents. He brought his parents back to church. Um, and, and, but he did it because of his joy and his fascination. You know, um, I, I tell the kids in confirmation, he, he, you know what he enjoyed? He enjoyed soccer. He enjoyed video games. He enjoyed sweets. Now, there's a man after my own heart. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's interesting. Uh, His mother, who was not uh, a a strong practicing Catholic, was so inspired by his love of the Eucharist and his questions about the faith that she was reverted back to the faith, and she started doing her own studies. That's correct. Doesn't that make you feel good that we can, by our example, uh, help somebody in their own journey? And here it is. It was a young child who brought his mother back to church. So you're right. We we can we can, and and we can exert tremendous tremendous influence um, and, and inspiration. But one of the things Blessed Carlo teaches us is that he did it by exuding joy. He showed. To use um, Pope Francis's uh, uh, statement, he he exuded the joy of the gospel, and people wanted to catch that joy. You know, he he showed the, even his peers. It, suppose, apparently, he had a very good sense of humor. He was a funny guy. He made <laughs> other people laugh, but it was the balance of the two. It's not one without the other. Um, laughter. Without the depth, without the faith, is silliness. Mm. Mm. But laughter with the faith is that joy of the gospel. Faith without a little bit of joy is not very inspiring. <laughs> In fact, it's a little bit off-putting. Mm. You know, um, we bring people. God made us for. Happy lives, joyful lives. Not that every circumstance is life. Sometimes life can be really complicated and really tough and really painful. And, you know, again, Carlo didn't live in a land of make-believe. He also suffered a lot, didn't he? Mm -hmm. You know, leukemia was not an easy disease, and dying at 15 is not exactly the path that you want to choose. Um, But he is heroic because he saw the deeper joy of that relationship with Jesus Christ. And he knew that his destiny was heaven. He, and he spoke about the Eucharist as the highway to heaven, mm-hmm. his highway to heaven. You know? And there's always a reaching out uh, this week. Uh, we celebrate uh, mission. I'm sorry, the mission month and mission Sunday. That's right. It is the mission. The month of the mission, October is, is the month of the missions. And, um, um, when you, uh, and World Mission Sunday. So it's not just here in Columbus, but all around the world. And and if you think about it, even poor communities are celebrating Mission Sunday because we all have something to give because of that experience with Jesus Christ. What well, we give on Mission Sunday, of course, we provide material support. Yes, there is a second collection. But th- what we give is that experience of the joy of the gospel. We want other people to experience what we experience in knowing Jesus Christ. And so that's the point of Mission Sunday. Here in our diocese, I'm looking forward to celebrating World Mission Sunday on um, on uh, <clears throat> on Saturday evening at the 515 Mass, and of course that will be broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, very, we have some changes. We have a new mission office director, Sister Zephrina Maring, 
one of the Franciscan sisters who's been serving down in Chillicothe is now we have a, they have a second convent up here in Columbus and um, Sister Safrina is directing the mission office and expanding our horizons. I thank um, Lani Tapel for his years of, of service in that office. And now with uh, Sister Safrina, we begin a new day. Um, and, you know, the missions, we, 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 we give of material support, but in a sense, we receive too. We receive from the witness of people from other cultures and countries who are helping to evangelize and spark the this the flame of evangelization back here at home. And uh, this is also Respect Life Month. That's right. Um, October, again, calls us the Rosary Missions and Respect Life Month. And so on the following week, the 24th, I think it is, We'll have mass, the annual Respect Life Mass at the cathedral. I look forward to celebrating that. But, you know, um, this week, the Catholic Times has highlighted a number of the organizations that um, are involved in Respect Life work um, from the point of view of witness, but also from the point of view of material help. Really, we we proclaim the sanctity of human life and the dignity of human life. But I'm so proud of all of the Catholics and all of the organizations who um, who really get behind that by helping um, young women, young families who are who find themselves in difficult situation because of an unexpected pregnancy, um, but who choose that gift of life. Um, <clears throat> I'm so glad to be here in Ohio, where there is, I think, a greater um, respect for the dignity of life in our legislation, but we also know we have to work hard and that the um, the issue of life, the issue of the right to life is really one of the core issues. We can't get away from that. Um, you know, when we talk about all other issues, we, we talk about racism. We've been talking about that for, for several months. We, we, we've been talking about it for a long time, but particularly in these last several months. Um, it's rooted in respect for the dignity of every human person created in the image and likeness of God. And we speak about all kinds of human rights, but the very fundamental human right is the right to life. And if you don't have that, then all the other rights come crumbling down. Mm -hmm. The other thing with respect life, and particularly with the life of the unborn and of the vulnerable and of the elderly, is it becomes a foundational issue because without that right you have no other rights and once a society starts to believe that life is valuable in this circumstance but dispensable in that circumstance we start down a very slippery slope and that slippery slope has really impacted our society for the negative when you look at the last almost 50 years since Roe v. Wade, and you look at the last 50 years of the culture of death, um, we, we see that horrid, horrid slide because of um, the lack of respect for human life. So, um, so yes, it becomes, it, it, you know, it's something we turn to, it's something we talk about all the time, but particularly in this month of October, um, and we realize the connection between that right to life and to every other human right. Uh, Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we ask you to open our hearts and our eyes and to help us to be voices of your love in the world and your joy in the world, as was Blessed Carlo. Help us to proclaim the dignity of life. Help us to draw people closer to you. Help us to be agents toward a change of heart in our world for so many things that we may live your gospel in joy and in peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You've been listening to the weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan for the 26th week of Ordinary Time, and now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.